I was off last Friday when suddenly we're getting emails about how the mayor got rid of his director of planning and economic development, Val Yazel. Very well-known, well-respected in the business community. Surprising news. And at the time, neither the mayor's office nor Val would explain what happened, what's going on. But over the last several days, they've both been talking. We uh, played our conversation with the mayor a couple of days ago. Now let's hear Val Yazel's side of the story. I talked to her earlier today, and this is that discussion in its entirety. We're talking with Val Yazel, the former director of planning and economic development for the city of Springfield up until last week when she was asked to submit her resignation. Uh, Val, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I'm just going to start right out with the most obvious question. What happened? Well, that's a good question. I was called at 1.30 in the afternoon and asked if I would meet with the mayor at 3 o'clock. And I said, of course. So I went upstairs um, at, at 3 o'clock, um, and the, uh, uh, the uh, director for, for uh, HR was in the room, along with the mayor, and I was invited in, and... Uh, the mayor said he wanted to move in a different direction um, and that we, we needed to part ways. Had you been led to understand prior to that that there was some dissatisfaction with your job performance or with the economic development efforts for the city? No, I'd never had one conversation with the mayor indicating any of that. There's obviously been discussed let me let me come back to that let me start with what the mayor had to say about it earlier this week saying that he he feels like we need to move in a in a faster pace a more aggressive approach post pandemic he expressed some frustration with the pace of decisions uh is, is any of that uh comparable with with your experience in working with the mayor and dealing with some of these issues do is there any validity to the notion that it was taking too long to, to get to decisions on, on issues? Well, Jim, I almost have to let that phrase, frustrated the pace of decisions, kind of lie there for just a moment. Um, I believe if we'd speak with any of my former colleagues or, or actually anyone who's dealt with the city, you'll find that they might say that very thing about the mayor. Um, watch the city council meeting any week or read the comments anytime from uh, many of the council members, and you'll repeatedly hear them express, quote, the frustration, the pace of decisions from the mayor's office. Um, that's, that's my comment on that. <laughs> it, it sounds like it, it could be then uh, perhaps a, a bit of a difficult working relationship. How, how do you feel that you and the mayor got along in, in trying to wrestle with some of these issues, particularly during this past year with the pandemic? Well, during the pandemic, um, there was very little communication with the mayor. I mean, I, I had very few um, um, meetings, one-on-one -on -one meetings with the mayor um, during that time. Um, and, you know, I know that he was frustrated with the questions that I always had about funding. Um, I would say this really came to a head mostly when we received the CARES Act funds. And, you know, one of the things was is that we we were notified we were going to get CARES Act funds, but the, the actual rules and regulations did not come out until August. So, you know, there was a constant pushback, please let's not move forward with this until we find out the rules. 
And um, and so I knew he was frustrated with me in that I was always pushing back to follow the guidelines. But, you know, if there's one thing that's, that's the most important to HUD, it's that they fo- we follow a process. And I kept feeling I was would be negligent in my duties if I didn't call out the lack of pro- process or trying to circumvent a process. I know there was some discussion about this uh, last year, and as I recall, it pertained to uh, rental assistance uh, and questions about uh, why it, it seemed to take a while to get that off the ground. Is that uh, is that an example of, of a situation like that you're describing? Yes, exactly. Uh, again, I did not have the guidelines to follow until August. And then by the end of August, we did um, work with the Urban League. Um, to get that program going. But I couldn't do anything up until I understood completely, and HUD didn't publish those guidelines till the first week of August, I believe it was, August 5th or 6th, something like that. You're, I'm sure, aware of the uh, the reporting, particularly in the Illinois Times, related to the uh, building being used by the NAACP uh, and the, the mayor's wishes to use some federal funding to pay for renovations there. It was reported that you had resisted that again uh, because of concerns about whether it would comply with HUD regulations. Uh, do you see that as a factor in your firing? Um, well, I can't speak for the mayor on that, um, but it was yet another pro- time where I did push back um, for process. Um, again, there was never a question whether those were eligible expenses. But the process was was the issue. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I can't I can't speak for the applicant. However, if the mayor is telling you I will take care of this and you trust that person in authority, I guess that they would just go along with that. I mean, I, I would trust that he was going to stay, stand by his word. However, when we looked at process, the process was not there. And again, I have had so many conversations with not only my liaison um, to HUD, but the public policy uh, person at HUD and the regional director of HUD. And um, we, we've spoken time and time again about how important it is. And, and I also knew that um, during, especially during this time where these um, CARES Act funds were being distributed uh, through CDBG that we they were working with their inspector general because it's so important, the amount of funding that went out at one time to make sure there were no duplication of benefits, that people were following the guidelines. Just because it was CARES Act money didn't mean it was just money that could be used willy-nilly. It still had to follow the guidelines that HUD put forth for their community development block grant. Now, now you said there wasn't a question about eligibility. So a project like this could have been funded through the the CARES Act money. It was just a question of uh, uh, what what was the issue then? The issue was not following the process, not, not working through the process that you have to go through. I mean, there is a... um, there's a, a, um, a software program in which we have to enter all of our projects that we have. So you enter the projects in, 
um, and then you follow through a certain, um, you know, we have to do environmental review, we have to check background, we have to do all this stuff. And then once all those things are done, then you can uh, request funds against that project from HUD. This happened that the work was done, then the project um, uh, document was signed, so it was backwards. So I question the process, not the eligibility. And in, in that article that uh, Mr. Russian wrote, there was no place where I ever said that it would not, I would not be that would not be eligible. Could could that have been rectified? Is there some way to go back to retroactively correct whatever flaws there were? in the process or uh, once that money had already been been uh, spent before you had approval or was it just too late right it would have been too late yes uh and so uh, again uh, i i know you you resisted this a little bit but can you say whether you think that was ultimately a factor in your firing i can only speculate I can only speculate. I mean, I, I know there was a lot of frustration um, and sometimes some anger at me uh, for asking questions and pushing back. Um, and, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, at the most trying time during the pandemic, my questions, calls and emails went mostly unanswered. Um, my one-on-one -on -one meetings were non-existent and I was no longer invited to meetings that affected the department. So, you know, all of those things you start to look at and go, huh. <laughs> you know, I think it was mostly about asking questions and pushing back. In that environment, do you feel like you were able to accomplish anything in your role as director of planning and economic development? Uh, can, can you point to, to success stories in, in your time there? No, it was very, very frustrating. Um, it, it was a very hard environment to try and get anything done very hard um you know the the few things um were not economic development as i thought that i was able um to do you know i was able to help move projects forward like portillo's calling me you know they had originally thought they weren't gonna um get opened until like about right now and you know and then they called me last year and said val can you help me you know move forward at a faster pace and we were able to get that done. So I was able to do things like that, work to talk to businesses. But if it had to go any further than beyond my office, it was generally a frustrating situation where I was unable to do it. So do you just chalk this up to experience now and move on? Or is there anything further related to your dismissal? Are you looking at legal action or, or other, uh, I guess, responses to what's happened? Uh, I, I've um, spoken with counsel, with uh, with the legal counsel, um, and, it, you know, it's one of those things that I actually told him, let's just slow, slow walk this. I'm not a reactive person. Um, I'm strategic, and, I, you know, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Um, it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's just a shame that it had to come to this and that, um, you know, we had to point out the, the lack of process that there is in the city. Um, but I know most everybody knows that. Where do you go from here? I don't know. 
know. I'm always open to possibilities. I've been called um, to uh, a couple of people have uh, requested my resume. Uh, I have a few people that just want to talk to me about some possibilities. So I'm fairly open. And from from your perspective, uh, with what you've described here as problems with with process uh, within the city, what does that mean in terms of economic economic development hopes? Uh, again, coming out of the pandemic, it seems there are opportunities that could be there. Are we not going to be able to capitalize on those because of the deficiencies in the process within City Hall? Well, at this point, um, I, I know the mayor said he wanted to move in a different direction. However, he does not have a new director. He's, you know, pretty much said it's business as usual. Um, I, I don't know how he does all of that himself. Um, you know, I unfortunately had the perception that I was hired for my expertise or for my um, ability to do the job. And so I, I have no idea how that can actually move forward. Al, anything else you would add uh, on this discussion? No, I just think that, like I said, it, you know, for me, this is all about uh, process. And, you know, the comment to move in the different, a different direction, I am, I am frustrated with the fact that I spent many months during the pandemic working 12-hour days talking to the businesses, I mean, being with them, providing uh, information to them, um, applying for a grant so that I could give $600,000 to businesses that were suffering, um, uh, providing a program where we could um, give out the um, rental assistance um, to folks. And, and to know that you know, those sort of things were moving forward. I was reconnecting with broken relationships in the community, um, serving as a liaison. And when when I'm told that we have to move in a different direction, uh, I, I absolutely have no idea what that could mean. Val, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Uh-huh.